Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back. Happy Monday. I hope you are enjoying the beginning of your week. I hope that you had a great weekend. I do want to say right off the bat, I mean right out of the gate, that I am recording this show before the Super Bowl. Um, I wanted to be able to have all my work done. I wanted to be able to sit down and enjoy the game, enjoy my family. And so if you want to hear my takes on the Super Bowl, tune in on Wednesday. That's when I will be able to give you my take on the game between the Chiefs and the Buccaneers, however that plays out. So I want to make that very clear right off the bat. But that doesn't mean that there wasn't plenty to talk about over the weekend. Uh, yeah, there was a lot to talk about for Pittsburgh Steelers fans. There, was some, there were people that were elated, talking about the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and then there were people that were extremely disappointed in talking about T.J. Watt. We'll get to all of that. We're getting to all of it, trust me. But before we get to that, I want to make sure that you remember that BehindTheSteelCurtain.com this podcast and our podcast family is a part of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, which is a part of SB Nation, which is a part of Vox Media. So make sure that you check out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com if you haven't. Some great content there, not just my articles, Dave Schofield, Michael Beck, Brian Anthony Davis. Basically, almost all of our podcasters, Tony Defio, Jeffrey Benedict, almost all of our podcasters are also writers. So check out their work on the written form at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. You won't regret it. And in all ways, wherever you get your podcasts, search Steelers, search Behind the Steel Curtain so that you don't miss a thing. Subscribe, follow, do whatever you have to do. So I have to be honest, I was torn with where I was going to go with this first segment. On a Monday, the first segment is really important to me because I feel like on Mondays, and stats show that this is fact, 
more people listen on Mondays than they do on Wednesdays or Fridays because sometimes on Fridays, maybe you have a long weekend, maybe you're busy, maybe you just have checked out for the weekend. It doesn't matter what the reason is. More people download our podcast, not just mine, but all of our podcasts on Monday. They're catching up from the weekend. They want to hear about thoughts from the weekend. So I was torn. I had two topics. I had two headlines. So I reached out to our podcast producer, Brian Anthony Davis, and said, Brian, I have two headlines here. I just don't know which one to lead with. I don't know which one to have to be the headliner, the the main topic. And it was between TJ Watt and not getting the Defensive Player of the Year award, or it was the Pro Football Hall of Fame. My thoughts on that. And we talked about it. And eventually he said, you know what? I think we should go with TJ Watt first. I said, all right. All right. I agree. That's fine. So be it. Let's do it. So the headline of this podcast and the title of this show is, was TJ Watt really robbed of Defensive Player of the Year? I was watching. Well, I, uh, let me let me back up a second. I was not watching. I was following Twitter. Uh, for me, watching an NFL award show is almost as painful as watching like uh, the Grammys or the Golden Globes. I have no interest in watching an NFL award show. I will see who won. You know, like for instance, Justin Herbert gets Offensive Rookie of the Year. Uh, Aaron Rodgers gets Most Valuable Player. Um, Derrick Henry, I believe, got Offensive Player of the Year. I, I saw who won. I followed that. I just have no interest in watching that crap. It's garbage. It's just drawn out. The The Hall of Fame stuff was one player at a time. Come, give me a break, people. Come on. I know that the NFL wants to make money, but geez. I mean, we don't have to have... Something as simple as let's do a 30-minute award show and then we'll tack on at the very beginning the Pro Football Hall of Fame list. We'll do all that stuff. Boom, bang, done, done. I know that I'm not the norm because a lot of people just want to milk this stuff and they love it. They take it all in. I'm just not one of those people anymore. So for me, I was not watching the award show. But when I saw it come up, Aaron Donald, defensive player, the my first reaction was, I'm not surprised. I am not surprised. I knew it was going to be close. I knew that it was going to be Uh, a situation where it could go either way. Now, shockingly, when it came down to the voting, and we'll we'll talk about this first, the votes were 27 votes for Aaron Donald of the Los Angeles Rams, 20 votes for T.J. Watt of the Pittsburgh Steelers, and three votes, shockingly, for Xavier Howard, the cornerback from the Miami Dolphins. Ah, There you go. Hey, that's close, people. That's really close. If you take a look at some of the other voting, and if you've ever paid attention to the voting results, the numbers, 27 to 20 is really close. It is really close. So right off the bat, I I see those numbers, and I don't think that T.J. Watt is being disrespected in any way. I don't feel like T.J. Watt was, you know, it it wasn't a situation where there was five people that voted for Watt and the rest voted for Aaron Donald. It was not that situation at all. But this, this thing got real interesting real quick. More than any other, more than any other award given out on Saturday night, this award got real ugly real quick. So right when it happens, news hits, and I probably, T.J. Watt probably knew prior to the show being aired because that I'm pretty sure that is taped anyways, that he didn't win the award. And I'm sure that he had plenty of time to think about how am I going to respond? How am I going to respond? Even if he didn't, even if he didn't know ahead of time, his response was poignant. He sent this out on Twitter. It's an image of Michael Jordan sitting in a chair with a drink next to him And he has his hands up. This is from the Last Dance docuseries on the Chicago Bulls of the 1990s. And it says, in the image, there was no text written by T.J. Watt. It was just a picture. You can check it out on his official verified Twitter page. That's at underscore T.J. Watt. And it says, dot, dot, dot. And I took that personally. 
And that, again, is from Michael Jordan and that docuseries, The Last Dance. And so right away, I'm like, wow. Like He, he sent that. He hit tweet the moment they announced it. Not early, not really late. Either he was watching with everyone else and he didn't know ahead of time or he knew ahead of time and was waiting. And right when it happened, he sent it out. And, of course, it it hit social media and people like myself. I wrote an article, but it didn't stop there. Other players took to social media. And you start to see they're, they're looking at stats and, and what was T.J. Watt robbed. Okay, so in my opinion, and I said this to Brian when we spoke on the phone before I recorded this show, in my opinion, if, if Aaron Donald was robbed, I thought Aaron Donald was robbed last year. And T.J. Watt was kind of robbed last year, too. I didn't think that Gilmore of the Patriots was really deserving of that. And he was great, don't get me wrong. But at the same time, I just don't think a cornerback could be could, can get that award compared to these two players. But when you look, let's let's figure this out. Let's break this down. Let's slow down. Let's break it down. And let's take the emotion out of it. And I'll get to the tweets that were sent out by J.J. Watt and Cam Hayward and Derek Watt and all these people. But let's break this down. So first and foremost, when you're looking at was T.J. Watt really robbed, I think you have to look at positions. Well, this, this, These aren't two outside linebackers, okay? T.J. Watt's an outside linebacker. Aaron Donald's an interior defensive lineman. And Aaron Donald is literally facing two to three players on him almost every single play. So please keep that in mind. I understand that T.J. Watt played in 15 games. Aaron Donald played in 16 games. That plays a role in terms of tackles, tackles for loss, sacks, etc. But let's also not forget, and this is something that my my old co-host, Lance Williams, used to say all the time when we would talk about Defensive Player of the Year and things like that. And he said this last year after the 2019 season. He said, T.J. Watt doesn't stand a chance because the Steelers didn't make the playoffs. So the Steelers do make the playoffs this year. And they lose. They they fall flat on their face against the Browns at home in the wild card round. Aaron Donald's Rams beat the Seahawks in the playoffs, then lose in the next round to the Green Bay Packers. People remember that. They remember that. Whether that plays an official role, I don't know. But people remember the fact that T.J. Watt, down the stretch, kind of fizzled. T.J. Watt, without Bud Dupree, not as good. If you look at the statistics, they bear those out. And then also... You look at the fact that T.J. Watt, Aaron Donald, stuff like that. I mean, these are two great football players right off the bat. But let's look at the statistics here, comparing them side by side, apples to apples. Tackles. Now, remember, Aaron Donald played in one more game. These are regular regular season statistics. So tackles, T.J. Watt 53, Aaron Donald 41. People can draw any sort of narrative out of that. Because T.J. Watt's not normally in the mix. You know, he's he's on the edge. Aaron Donald's in the middle. You would think Aaron Donald would have uh, just as many tackles, if not more. But some would say that T.J. Watt's going to be involved more. Look, I, I that's your own narrative. You can draw that however you want. These are just numbers. Sacks. T.J. Watt led the NFL with 15. Aaron Donald, 13 and a half. Still 13 and a half for an interior defensive lineman is cra- crazy. But hey, Stefan Tewitt had 11 and a half this year. Let's not forget about that. Tackles for loss. T.J. Watt led the NFL with 23, Aaron Donald with 12. That's a huge discrepancy there, huge discrepancy. Quarterback pressures, T.J. Watt 55, Aaron Donald 42, pretty similar. Quarterback hits, T.J. Watt 41, Aaron Donald 26. I don't look at that too much based on the fact that Watt as a pass rusher, as an edge rusher, should be around the quarterback more. 
okay? Forced fumbles, this is the only category that Aaron Donald had more than uh, TJ Watt. He had, Aaron Donald had four, TJ Watt had two. Pass defenses, TJ Watt had seven. Aaron Donald, shockingly, for someone that's an interior defensive lineman, you always know those linemen when they can't get home, they typically will jump up, raise their arms up, get some pass deflections. Those count as pass defenses, folks. He only had one. And then interceptions, TJ Watt had one, Aaron Donald had zero. So statistically, if we're just looking at the stats, pure numbers here, it's tough to say that Aaron Donald deserved it more than TJ Watt. It is just difficult for anyone to look at these numbers. And a lot of the numbers are similar. Sacks, you know, um, pressures. And, you know, you gosh, even that, I'm looking at the numbers right in front of me on my computer screen, and it's still tough for me to say that statistically, TJ Watt didn't deserve this award. So then it comes down to if you're going to say, okay, well, the stats are the stats. They play a different position. These are going to be skewed in one way or the other. Okay, I understand that. What about the eye test? Like, what about the eye test? So TJ Watt was a game wrecker. He was. He was a game wrecker. He did not perform as well without Bud Dupree, but at the same time, he still led the league in sacks and tackles for loss in 2020. Aaron Donald is a beast. Aaron Donald is a man amongst boys at times. He is incredible in every sense of the word. And TJ Watt is really good too. I can't stress this enough. I am trying to, it really looks like, I feel like the voters even bear this out with their 27 to 20 vote. It's kind of like you're trying to split hairs. You, You can't really look solely at stats because they play different positions. It's just like last year with Gilmore. He had all the interceptions and the pass defenses. Well, how do you compare a cornerback to a pass rusher like TJ Watt who had great stats last year too? These are questions that only voters can answer, and no one knows those answers. But for some reason, 27 to 20 thought that Aaron Donald was more deserving. And most, I guarantee most of it's because of the eye test. When you watch Aaron Donald get double team, triple team, sometimes they throw four players at him, and he still sometimes makes plays. That speaks for itself. That's not a statistic that's going to necessarily show up other than maybe a tackle or a pressure or a quarterback hit. But when you watch it, your eyes tell you that this is something completely different. This is something that maybe the NFL hasn't seen before from an interior defensive lineman. So the question now we have to answer is, did they get it right? Did the voters get it right? Well, J.J. Watt does not think so. Like, J.J. Watt, he said, Aaron Donald's an absolutely incredible player. I love watching him play, and he's headed to the Hall of Fame without question. This has nothing to do with AD personally. This is me saying what my brother won't. TJ played one less game and still led the NFL in every major category. Okay, those are strong words from a guy who's not just related to TJ Watt, but has three Defensive Player of the Year awards under his belt. Cam Hayward said, TJ Watt is the defensive most valuable player this year. Y'all ain't paying attention. Respect is long overdue. Derek Watt, he sends out some emojis. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, he quote tweeted the J.J. Watt tweet that I just read you and said facts and numbers. Uh, Ramon Foster chimed in. Arthur Motes chimed in. Um, Even Teresa Varley, who writes for the Steelers' website, says, I'm guessing T.J. Watt's going to have one heck of a 2021 season. Look out, because he's going to use this as motivation. And the one thing that's incredible about T.J. Watt is when you look at his career statistics, he gets better every year. 
Every season, he has gotten better in one one way or another. His sacks keep going up. His overall pressures go up. He is getting better and better each year. And I don't think that's going to stop anytime soon. He's going to get paid big time. Trust me. But the question is, to finish out this segment, did they get it right? The Steeler fan of me wants to say no. That no, they didn't get it right. TJ Watt was robbed. He, it's a snub to every every way that you can possibly define a snub. He got snubbed. But then there's another part of me that's a football fan that's watched Aaron Donald play that says, my gosh, Aaron Donald has deserved this for years, just like Aaron Donald has for years. So did they get it right? I don't think that you can say yes or no. I am going to say that they did not get it right. Because I think when you can't, if you're looking at two players and you say it's tough to compare positions, then you have to just look at numbers and you have to look at how did they impact their team. TJ Watt was far and away the best defender on the Steelers. Aaron Donald, I don't know, was he the best? Was he more impactful than Jalen Ramsey? Probably. But that's close. That's close. And TJ Watt and Stefan Tuitt shared a field. But TJ Watt was the best for the Steelers this year. I do think that TJ Watt did get robbed this year. I thought that last season he had a legitimate shot, but because the Steelers didn't make the playoffs and they they kind of fumbled their way to 8 and 8 and even though that was out without Ben Roethlisberger, he was really really good last year. I felt that he deserved it this year. And Aaron Donald, he would have every right to say that he was snubbed and that he got robbed. And yes, if if he wouldn't have won it, people would be saying the same thing. You're you're literally splitting hairs here with these two players. And unfortunately for TJ Watt, he's going to be going against Aaron Donald for the majority of his career. And he's going to have to up his game and he's going to have to find a way to make splash play after splash play because that's what these people remember. That's what these Associated Press writers remember. They remember the times when you literally jumped off the page and I don't mean the page, it's a figure of speech, I'm talking about the screen, when you're watching the game and you see, wow, that player just popped. That's what TJ Watt's going to have to do. It stinks. It's lousy for him. He's got to feel horrible, and he's going to work hard this offseason. We all know it. But I I, I, I do think he got robbed. I don't think they got it right. I don't think they got it right. Call me a homer. That's fine. I own it. I own it. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break. When I come right back, we'll be talking about the Pro Football Hall of Fame, maybe in a little different way than you're used to. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to the second segment. I hope you enjoyed the first one. It was fun for me to kind of hash that out because i got to be honest with you, when we were talk- I was talking myself through the Defensive Player of the Year stuff, I honestly, I'm, I'm not joking with you. I have my notes here. I've got my numbers and all that stuff. I, I didn't know what I thought 
when I wrote down the question at the bottom, did they get it right? I didn't know how I was going to respond. I hadn't figured it out in my head yet. And so this is cathartic for me in some ways, as I'm sure it is for you listening as well. So the second part of this show is going to be based on the good news that happened over the weekend. Saturday, we all found out that finally, goodness, after five years of waiting, Alan Fanica, the guard from LSU, drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers, gets into the Hall of Fame. He will forever be enshrined in Canton, Ohio. It'll be good. It's great to see him get that recognition. He deserves it. I felt he should have gotten in last season and even the year before that. I understood the first two years that he didn't when he was a finalist, but now he's finally there. They can't take it away from him no matter what. But also, Bill Nunn, the longtime scout for the Pittsburgh Steelers, who, in my opinion, changed the way the NFL looks at players. Bill Nunn did that. He was the one that started to go to these historically black colleges and universities and started to tap into that potential. You saw it with all these players like John Stallworth and Joe Green even, and, and even even later on in some of the draft picks, Mel Blunt, these, he went to these places that no one was looking. Donnie Shell, South Carolina State. He was the one that totally changed the game, in my opinion. I think that Bill Nunn's very deserving. It's his first time being considered, and he gets in. That says a lot. I don't want to spend too much time on these guys because we'll talk about them as the as this this the year progresses and the summer approaches with Canton, Ohio, which by the way, I have family in Canton, Ohio, and that place is nuts in a typical year when the Hall of Fame is, is coming around. But when a Steeler gets in or a member of the Browns gets in, that's when it gets even crazier. So when Jerome Bettis got in, my family, I talked to my aunt and my uncle, and they said, Jeff, it is just berserk here i mean there's steeler fans everywhere terrible towels people honking at each other can you imagine what this is going to look like 2021 the summer of 2021 when the following people because remember 2020 ceremony got canceled because of covid19 so that means a troy palomalu bill cower cower power donnie shell Alan Fanica and bill nunn are going to be enshrined into canton in the pro football hall of fame at the same time, this place is going to look like a Steelers maniac haven, as Bill Hillgrove said when he described Ford Field in Detroit at Super Bowl 40. It's going to be absolutely crazy. I'll be anxious to talk with my family about what it's like up there. It, you know, to, to be honest with everyone, if there was a year to go, it would be this year. You know, I mean, if there was a year to say, I'm going to make the trip to Canton, Ohio. I, you have to think it would be this season. You're going to get to see five members of the Steelers organization. Now, obviously, Bill Nunn is not alive to be a part of that, but his family will be there. You'll still be able to celebrate that. Uh, those other four will be there. Hopefully, knock on wood, nothing happens. And no, uh, there's nothing, nothing goes wrong with those individuals. But still, great news, super excited. But I, I thought about the Hall of Fame, and this kind of started with the Baseball Hall of Fame, actually. The, the Baseball Hall of Fame is different. The Baseball Hall of Fame is not like the NFL or the Pro Football Hall of Fame where they, the Pro Football Hall of Fame says we're going to have so many inductees every year no matter what. There's a minimum number. And this is not what baseball does. Baseball says if we don't find anyone worthy, we're not having anyone. And that's what they did this year. They said we're not going to have anyone getting into the Hall of Fame. And you had Kurt Schilling. He's like, screw you guys. I'm taking my name off the list. I'll wait until people that actually care about baseball. And it, it got me thinking about Hall of Fames in general. 
And when it comes to the, came to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, this kind of came to a head. I got a text from a really good friend of mine. Used to work with him. He's the one that actually got me into podcasting. We used to do a podcast together called The Extra Point Show. And it was just, he's a Dolphins fan. He's not a Steeler fan. I get these random texts from him. It's pretty funny, actually. And it said, I cannot believe, he's, he was very frustrated as a Dolphin fan. He said, I cannot believe that Zach Thomas is not in the Hall of Fame and Brian Urlacher is. And, I, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, what are you talking about? He goes, look at their numbers. He said, look at their numbers. He said, I tell you what, he said, tell me why this guy isn't in the Hall of Fame. And so I did. I looked it up. We'll, we'll read some of these. If you don't remember Zach Thomas, he was that uh, he played uh, a, had a great career, 13 years, 12 years with Miami, one year with Dallas. And he played for Miami the majority of his career, except for one year, obviously. He played in 184 games. And Brian Urlacher, who played his whole career with the Chicago Bears, played in 182. So we're talking about basically the same sample size. Uh, Zach Thomas only had 20 and a half sacks. Uh, meanwhile, Urlacher had 41 and a half. Uh, solo tackle, Zach Thomas, 1,107. Brian Urlacher, 1,046. So you're seeing the difference in the players here right away. Forced fumbles, Brian Urlacher had 11. Zach Thomas had 16. These guys are really, really similar if you look at it. I mean, it's pretty incredible when you think about it. Uh, you go into some deeper statistics. You're looking at things like tackles for losses. Zach Thomas had 74. You look at Brian Urlacher. He had 138. Brian Urlacher played on, I would say, better defenses. He played in seven playoff games. Zach Thomas played in eight, actually. But Brian Urlacher's defenses were typically better. He lived in the backfield more. He had more sacks, more tackles for losses. Quarterback hits, Brian Urlacher had 24. And believe it or not, Zach Thomas only had five. So you can see the type of player they were. Zach Thomas was a read and react kind of type of linebacker. He was a tackling machine. But when you look at these two players, and I'm glad that my buddy brought this up, this is not to debate Zach Thomas versus Brian Urlacher. It is to say that Brian Urlacher is already in the Hall of Fame. He's already in the hall. And yes, he did have some really nice accolades, meaning he was an eight-time Pro Bowler, four-time All-Pro. Zach Thomas, seven-time Pro Bowler, five-time All-Pro. Zach Thomas was in the uh, the All-2000s team. Um, so was Brian Urlacher, but Brian Urlacher got Defensive Rookie of the Year in 2000 and in 2005, the AP Defensive Player of the Year Award. So Brian, th- these players are really one and the same, yet... Erlacher's in the hall already, and Zach Thomas is waiting for his 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 chance. He's been a finalist now for several years. And this is what it comes down to for me. The, the Pro Football Hall of Fame and most Hall of Fames in general, it's nothing but a dog and pony show. It's a dog and pony show, a popularity contest, because if you're just looking at numbers and if you're looking at the way players impacted their game, the game and their teams, tell me why a player like Thomas wouldn't be in there. I just read you the statistics, and if you remember Zach Thomas, I would say that he was every bit as good as Brian Urlacher. There are different styles, but Zach Thomas was one of the few people that met Jerome Bettis in the hole and took Jerome Bettis backwards. Now, let's go to 2005, the year that Brian Urlacher wins his Defensive Player of the Year award. We all remember what happened in the snow at Heinz Field when Jerome Bettis, who, by the way, everyone forgets us about that play, in the snow, you know, it was a great, great scene. The Steelers were on their way to the sixth seed in the playoffs and to win the Super Bowl. But Jerome Bettis had contact. He had made contact with the defender before getting to Erlacher, still drove Erlacher back into the end zone, scoring a touchdown. 
But Zach Thomas, and I'm not saying that he this is all the time, but he was one of the few people that actually stood up and took Jerome Bettis backwards. He was a phenomenal player. But I feel like anytime you hear these rumors, whether these rumors are factual or not, the the looking at the numbers of the, the these type of players, and you look at Steelers that aren't in, you look at Donnie Shell, how long it took him to get in. You look at the fact that LC Greenwood still isn't in, and you look at how long it took Alan Fanica to get in, and you're saying, well, what about that Steeler bias? And people always said that, ah, oh, there's a Steeler bias in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. These guys, these these voters, they don't want any more Steelers in. If that's the case, if that's even remotely true, then what are we doing here? What are we even celebrating? This is That would literally tell me that the Pro Football Hall of Fame is nothing more than a popularity contest. That's it. It is nothing but a popularity contest. It's a bunch of guys voting. And I've also found an issue with the fact, I understand why they do it. And there's been Steelers that have gotten in because of this process, but they always have people that speak for them. They have the players that are up for, you know, to be enshrined in the Hall of Fame. They have people that stand up. It's usually Ed Bouchette of The Athletic now. I believe it was Dale Lawley this year of DKPittsburghSports.com that stood up and spoke for people like Bill Nunn. Uh, I, I'm sorry, Bouchette did it this year, I believe. Also spoke for Alan Fanica. This tells me a couple things. You're telling me that these guys that are sitting around, typically they're in a giant room, and they get their shot, and they get to read off, here's why this player should be in the Hall of Fame. So you're telling me that all these other guys that are football historians and writers, I mean, these are legitimate football minds. If you have to be convinced, what are we doing? You're telling me that you couldn't go do a little bit of homework on your own? You're telling me that you can't figure out whether someone like a Jerome Bettis or you look at Heinz Ward, who's still waiting for his turn, that he might. you're telling me you can't do that on your own? You need someone to stand up in a room and to say, I believe that Alan Fanica should be in in the Hall of Fame because blah, 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 blah. You need that? What are we doing here? Now, what are we doing? You look at some of the people that get in, and you're like, oh, finally. they find Donnie Shell finally gets in. This guy was a heck of a safety. It's If it's because the Steelers were too good in the 70s and all those players from those teams have already gotten in, literally, I've said it a million times, I feel like this show. I'll say it again. What are we doing? What are we doing? The Pro Football Hall of Fame should be for the best players, no matter who they played for, how many other teammates are in, and when they played. It should not matter. Shouldn't matter at all. And you so you have this is what it's come down to. So Brian Anthony Davis had sent this out on our Slack channel, and he said that, hey, I'm looking ahead and I'm seeing that there's really next year for the, the first ballot eligible players. And so let me see if I can find the list here. Here we go. He says next year's first ballot guys aren't that strong. Tony Romo. Andre Johnson, Chad Greenway, Anquan Bolden, Mario Williams, Robert Mathis, Steve Smith, DeMarcus Ware, Vince Wilfork. And then he says, I think Hines could maybe make the final 15. This is what it comes down to. You have these players that become eligible. Can someone please tell me why Tony Romo would ever be considered a first ballot Hall of Famer? I know that he's now beloved for his 
color commentary. Not a fan myself, but I know that people like him there. But is he a first ballot Hall of Famer? Is Andre Johnson a first ballot Hall of Famer? Robert Mathis, Mario Williams, DeMarcus Ware. Now, some of them will. Some of them will be. I'm not sure I agree with any of them, but some of them will be. And in the meantime, there's someone like Heinz Ward who might not have the numbers, who might not have the flash. You know what he does have? Two Super Bowl rings. You know what he does have is an MVP of a Super Bowl. You know what he does have? Heinz Ward has the grit and changed the game. They literally put a rule in for him. No one has played the wide receiver position like Heinz Ward before him or after him. It's just the way it is. That's factual information for you folks. And as Steeler fans, we know this. But here we are playing the popularity contest. Well, is Heinz Ward going to be popular enough this year to win the award? Is he going to be good enough? And are they going to find that he is super popular to actually be the prom king? That's what it feels like. It's what it feels like. It feels like they're voting for a bunch of prom kings. I'm sorry. A little jaded. Went on a rant. I'm glad that Alan Fanica get in, got in. I'm glad that Bill Munn gets recognized. He deserves it. They both deserve it. Canton's going to be nuts with Steeler fans this year, but it just drives me nuts, the selection process. It's never going to be perfect, but it can be better than what it is. It can be better than what it is, no doubt about it. So, folks, I hope you enjoyed the Super Bowl. I'll be back on Wednesday to talk about that, my thoughts on that. Make sure you follow me on social media, on Twitter, especially. It's at jhartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N underscore P-I-T. jhartman underscore P-I-T. Make sure you follow me there. I'll be giving you my thoughts on everything Steelers, and you'll get all my links to my articles that I write because those are automatically pushed out on my Twitter feed as well. Make sure you check out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com for all your Pittsburgh Steelers needs. should be your one-stop shop for all things Steelers. And as always, wherever you get your podcasts, make sure you search Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain, subscribe, follow, do whatever you have to do so that you don't miss a thing. Otherwise, folks, you know how we finished out here. My ride-or-die crew, thank you. I appreciate you. Be safe. Be kind and God bless. Have a great day, everyone. We'll see you on Wednesday. Let's do it. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.